1: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is,
0: Andrea Kay. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Monday. Yes, the best day of the week when I get to come back and say hi to you guys. I miss you over the weekends, and I don't have as much time as I used to to be on the socials. I am on there, so be sure to follow me on all the socials. Um, but also be sure to hang out with us every night of the week from six to eight PM right here. Best day of week is Monday because that's when we come back after a two day separation, and we get to join back together, join hands. What was that song at the end of uh, Dirty Dancing? Hearts and hands at Kellerman's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm singing to myself. That's the good mood that I am. I'm in. I mean, I guess I expected my partner in crime to join in on the song. But, you know, I've got cartons of milk that are older than he is. So he may not even know the famous song at the end of Dirty Dancing, in which the sister Lisa hilariously sang uh, the that uh, goodbye song uh, to the summer. Um, But it is aloha. It is welcome to tonight's Andrea Acacia. We got a lot to get into. Uh, We are going to talk about the Lake and Riley tragic story that was completely preventable. And uh, uh, the, of course, uh, Georgia nursing student whose blood is directly on Joe Biden's hands. There's breaking news tonight with retiring Congressman Republican Ken Buck out of Colorado. We got to get to that. We also have updated information on the border we've got a really shocking frightening story out of israel involving the air force just so much to get to tonight uh so before i go any further let me bring and if you miss any part of tonight's show be sure to download the podcast wherever you get your pods email me at andreikasho.com andreikasho.com i'm now going to bring in the guy who did not left me hanging man left me out on a limb trying to sing the Kellerman song it's dj sesame broccolini give it to me
2: baby Oh, oh I didn't leave you hanging.
0: That's a classic song. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> Little Rick James.
2: Rick Give James. Give it to me.
0: Baby. Give it to me, baby. Whatever happened
2: to that guy anyway.
0: Uh he's dead.
2: Oh. <laughs> that's unfortunate. I liked it. I liked Yeah, his that's what life.
0: happened to me. He died. Dude lived a rough life, but he put out some classic hits like Mary Jane. Mary Jane, do you think, do you really love me, Mary Jane? Jane. Don't you play no games? games. That's one of my favorite uh, Rick James songs. You know what I love? You know what has me in such a good mood? What do I love even more than a good classic uh, groove song that I get to work out the, uh, You know, on the dance floor? I love seeing a Never Trump or Rhino get humiliated, particularly in their own state. Who besides me really enjoyed their Saturday watching it go down, watching Never Nikki Haley get coughed up and rejected like a tuna salad sandwich left in the trunk of a car in July in Chucktown, which is what they call Charleston, South Carolina? I decided I'm gonna start calling her uh Nikki Up Chucktown Haley. <laughs> <laughs> i mean two-term governor i mean wasn't she two-term governor there and completely rejected just like uh, uh, rejected right like like uh wolf blitzer trying to hold back the the barf on uh, tv recently a couple of weeks ago which was also completely entertaining to me um uh, trump of course it was such a blowout the only thing say I I mean, you know, you said to me earlier, I oh, she didn't lose as big as I thought she was going to. Well, that's just because some Democrats came out and voted for her. <laughs> that got her over the 30% mark. I mean, it was it was a resound, resounding humiliation. She hit the ground like a safe, okay. And so, I mean, even Fox News had to call it for Trump, like, within seconds, okay? And so Trump at the microphone was hilarious to me, particularly even at the point in which they started booing Lindsey Graham when he brought Lindsey Graham up uh, to the microphones. But one of the things that he said, um, well, actually, I pulled a clip of it, Sesame Broccolini. If you can play, um, there was some great clips that Trump, uh, uh, during his speech, Um, but it was almost as if I've got one of them I pulled and, and when I, when you listen to this clip, I, the, I don't think he ever even said her name the entire night, the entire day, because it's so clear that she's done right. I mean, she's just, you know, the cars on the back of the lot, no, no tires, it's nothing but a shell. And it's about to be squashed right at the, at the, um. The What do they call those lots where they smash the cars down into a million little pieces? Like a salvage lot? The salvage yard. That's what she was. Uh, But if you can, Sesame, if you can play the uh, Trump clip from South Carolina. But now
1: there's a spirit that I have never seen. We ran two great races. But there's never been, ever... There's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so
0: unified as it is right now. Never been like this. It actually is unified. It really is when you think about it. I mean, there was there was these upstarts, these people from you think about Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, who actually ran a really smart campaign campaign. Uh, you you know, um, I don't remember who all was in it. There were some people in it that nobody even remembers. Nobody even knew that they were in it. And then, of course, Nikki Haley. And it was that they got nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Some of them actually ran thinking they had a shot. Some of them ran just for notoriety, which is, I think, what Vivek Ramaswamy's game was. Some of them ran for vice presidency opportunity. Nikki Haley clearly knew she wasn't running to win, and she was running to damage MAGA and Trump, which is why, even after suffering the humiliation on Saturday night, she had this to say. Sesame, if you can play the clip. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. There are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. You can end it there. That's such insanity. That's such the Black Knight for Monty Python and the Holy Grail after gets both legs and, and arms cut off, which I reposted that fabulous clip, by the way, on the socials today. A tis but a scratch. Come back. Come back. I'll bite you to death. I mean, she's, the American people say they want a choice. No, they don't. What do you think these losses are telling you? Just because you continue to say it doesn't make it true. Nobody's going to believe it because you keep saying it out of your mouth. I think she's literally following the old adage. If you say it long enough, it becomes true. There are some instances where that old adage falls flat on its long-toothed face. This is one of those times. And oh, by the way, recent polling, he's double digits over Biden. Trump is. Double digits. There is no taste for Joe Biden which is why the left is even coming out, the left-wing media even coming out and talking about his age being an issue. It's one, it's one of the reasons why you can see multiple left-wing media outlets pushing out polls showing Michelle Obama as the favorite choice to replace Joe Biden. She's done. I guess in in addition to that, I mean it, it would be laughable, but for the fact that you know, um, it's it's just she's wasting money. There's money that's being wasted that's being given to her that should be given to Trump. Same thing with DeSantis, uh, the Koch um, families, America's prosperity pack has pulled their money from uh, from her. So even the Koch family, even the hardcore. Never Trumpers are like, well, you know, they're not going to keep putting money down this, down this Haley Drain. They're not going to keep investing in a rotted tuna salad sandwich. No. And another person who's, um, who's toast is Ronna McDaniel. As we reported weeks ago, uh, there were emails that were leaked, uh, actually to back up, that, that you know, Trump had kind of leaked and made it be known that Ronna McDaniel would be gone after South Carolina then some leaked emails, she did not refute that publicly, but some leaked emails went out to, that from her to RNC committee members saying, that's not true, I'm still in charge. She didn't say it's not true, she just said, I'm still, there's been no changes, I'm still at the helm, da 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 Well, it's official today that she is taking her over-inflated lips and hitting the road. Um, and, uh, many As we reported at the time, many people were saying that that email that went out was just because they were trying to delay it because they wanted to control who the predecessor was going to be. Donald Trump has uh, supported publicly supported Lara Trump as well as uh, La Cervita and I think McCleary maybe at the top of it. Um, right, uh, Scott Pressler was trending today uh, on X. I think many people see him as somebody who should be the heir apparent. I'm not sure I agree with that and let me tell you why. Scott Pressler has done more legwork on his own than the entire RNC and all the committee members combined in terms of uh, getting out the vote, registering, mainly registering people to vote and connecting and being on the ground at the different communities. He does not have the experience in running the RNC and or in the RNC itself um, because there, there are people that are saying that even with with new leadership at the top, the way the organization runs is a. Is a problem. And if he doesn't have the experience and, and know the inner workings of it, we don't need somebody who doesn't know the inner workings of the RNC to step in right now and who's never, who doesn't know anything about the, the, even the Republican Party at a local level, let alone state level, let alone national level. We don't have the time for somebody to get up to speed. I think he's got an amazing future. I'd love to see him in a leadership position, but not at the top. Anything you want to say about South Carolina or anything? Uh, about the RNC before we take a break.
2: I just I would agree the way the the it seems like this is a big problem with the way the RNC thinks, the way it operates, and I just. I, I don't know who should be the captain of the ship, but I would like to see someone with a longer resume and someone who just understands the dynamic and really how to build out that organization and really to revive it and turn it into a win yeah. machine. That's what we yeah. need is wins. It's money ball. Get on base. Yeah. I, I'm tired of the yeah. of the lip service, and I'm glad to see Rona go. I just hope that they uh, find the right yeah. person. Don't rush into it.
0: Right. I mean, Pressler is a worker bee. He's somebody – he's like – he's your general, right? He's your patent. But he's not necessarily your chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but that's the one I'm going with. And I'm also going on a skinny, tiny little break. So come on back. This is the Andrea Kay show on AM 1170 FM 96.1 is streaming all over the world.
1: Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, at the open of the show, we were celebrating the victory in South Carolina and actually having some fun at the expense of uh, Nikki upchuck town, Haley, and the rejection by uh, her, the voters in her state. Some of the people were making excuses. Well, you know, a lot of people have left Democrat states and gone into South Carolina. Who left California to move to South Carolina? <laughs> and any, any people who did were Republican. What are they talking about? She had to win over new Republicans. What a bunch of, what a pant load. Okay. <laughs> she's a neocon lefty and the Republican voters knew it. And there wasn't enough Democrats left that hadn't voted because you, you couldn't vote. It was an open primary, but if you had not, if you had already voted in the Democrat primary and there were not enough Democrats left to drag that nag over the finish line. It was a complete humiliation, but she's not going anywhere because her goal was never to win anyway. In fact, I, I failed to mention this. There is uh, some upstart trying to run against Joe Biden, nobody's talking about, Dean, somebody or other, who and the idea is being floated of them running on a unity ticket, (laughs) which is laughable on its face. Uh, Before I bring in my buddy Brian Maloney for his Mondays with Maloney, I want to give you guys an updated news uh, story because I want to get Brian's take on it. And breaking news, Congressman uh, Buck, Ken Buck out of Colorado, you know, he's retiring and our friend Ted Harvey is running to replace him in in District 4. He just introduced a resolution to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Joe Biden from office. Buck says Biden is, quote, incapable of executing the duties of his office, um, which is like, you know, hashtag duh, right? Um, people are reporting that this comes after special counsel, her said that Biden couldn't remember basic things about his life, something we all knew typical Republicans, you know, wait until it's meaningless and there's no chance of anything happening. And then they can puff their chest out and act like they're doing something, but I could be wrong. This could be a brilliant move. I'm not the strategist. Uh, my buddy Brian Maloney is from Red Wave America, been involved in many campaigns over the years, including uh, many, many years in radio. Hello, my dear friend. Hey, uh,
1: yeah. So uh, how you doing? That's a lot. That's a lot to chew on there. Yeah.
0: Yes. OK, so let's start with um, Nikki Haley and her performance in South Carolina in her home state.
1: Well, no, and I think that was that should have been the end, but we knew that was coming. We knew that result was coming weeks ago. So I keep getting asked, uh, you know, well, then why has she been in the race this whole time that she knew that? She's had internal polling, and I've always said it was about money. She still had the Koch brothers only stopped giving her money uh, apparently as of this weekend. So she was still having fundraisers. So, you know, mountains of money were still flowing in. So that was absolutely the reason why Nikki was still in the race. But you're right, her so-called Republican supporters are almost entirely Democrats who took a, a Republican ballot uh, uh, on primary election day and got her the votes that she got. Yeah, so what you see, you see some of the rhinos and the never-Trumpers on Twitter. Well, luck, you know, Trump's not that far ahead. Uh, you know, he's always yeah. pulling half of his own party or <laughs> Whatever. It's, well, that's that's not what's actually going on there. You and I know it.
0: Exactly. So Trump made a made a comment that uh, the Republican Party has never been this uni- this unified. Um, I, you know, I'm still seeing some DeSantis is primarily the DeSantis team that I see. And we've talked about them before. I don't know that they've got uh, given the state of how this nation is. This is not 2016. There is no debate as to who is destroying this country. No debate whatsoever from the orchestrated invasion that is killing students. We're going to talk about Lake and Riley in a little bit, whether we're talking about the economic destruction, continuing to drag us into foreign wars as part of money laundering operations today, the EU and NATO are declaring that they got to send troops into Ukraine. Yeah. Right. In their election year, they know what they're doing. Uh, You know, uh, there's there's no American who doesn't get, you know, the the reality of what's going on? Um, that being said, let's switch gears and talk about strategy on the part of the Republicans. Do you think that this was a good move for this 25th, you know, this resolution to invoke the 25th? Meanwhile, they impeached Mayorkas and the Senate's done nothing about trying to bring that to a vote.
1: Yeah, but here's what's weird about about the setup there which you were talking about you mentioned Ken Buck who is Republican, um, of district four in Colorado, which is the most conservative district in Colorado. And we think of Colorado as a deep blue state, but it's still purplish at times. And, and Buck represents a very, very conservative area. They, they manipulated their, their lines or whatever for their district. Anyway, the point being what's, what's odd about this is to have him take the lead. Remember he's not running again. You mentioned that, but he was also one of the republicans who voted with democrats to not impeach so that i mean you know that right i mean so yeah so what's going on here so i mean buck is a strange animal and you know he used to be well regarded by conservatives in colorado and then there was just one betrayal after another reason he's not running again is because uh you know i mean he would he would never win. He would never win the Republican primary. Now he's a disgrace. So I I'm trying to get involved in that race. I'm on the I'm on the air in, in uh Colorado every Thursday morning. I've been for about seven years in a on a station that covers that district. So um what
0: do you th- what's the word about Ted Harvey?
1: Well, he's one of the, there are a whole bunch of people who've jumped in. He's definitely an excellent candidate, and there are a couple of others who look pretty good too. So, but the field keeps changing and shifting. So, uh, you know, it's the primary there isn't until June. So, you know, why would we talk about uh, the Colorado situation on your station, well, the reason we would is, this is what I'm, I'm telling people all over the country, uh, is that I think the key to Republicans maintaining control of the House in November and maybe even expanding it, uh, I think Colorado is the key place where everything has to go right uh, because you have this weirdness of Lauren Boebert switching from the 3rd District to the 4th. So, uh, you know, she's going to jump in there uh, with a bunch of Republicans running. And we know, you know, I noticed it sounds like you're not uh, supporting Lauren Boebert either. I'm not. No, Um, no, I I think she's embarrassing. Um, I've seen some polls and some stories out there saying, oh, she'll run away with the nomination on that. I don't think that's true at all. I think people see through carpetbagging. But then the problem is Lauren Boebert. Was such a goofball that she basically destroyed our, you know, our chances of of possibly retaining that third district seat, which is critical. Remember, we're down to like, what are we down to? Three or four seat majority. We even have that now. I mean, we're down to almost nothing here. We could have a speaker. We could wake up tomorrow. They could flip a couple of these people. We could have a speaker. Hakeem Jeffries nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and, and they could do anything they want from there. They would control all, you know, levers of power from there. So the problem is, so Bobert really messed things up for us nationally by with all of her hijinks. Because um, when she when she does this, she moves to the fourth. Well, the problem is, you know, Bobert only won last time by four or five hundred votes. Okay.
0: Oh yeah. And tiny. I'm, I'm
1: sure you remember that. Yeah. So her Democrat opponent has, an a, a, that who almost won, um, last time has this enormous war chest to bring with him this time for this November. He's got like $15, $20 million in the bank uh, in a swing district, a nail-biting swing district. So hanging on to that seat for Republicans is going to be really hard. So we've got kind of a mess yeah, in that You seat. add
0: in, too, you add in, too, that Mike Pence and you know has has announced that they're going to be spending 20 million dollars to basically stop populist candidates that he is a key. he's basically saying that 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 populism right now or maga is the same as progressivism and you know seeks to control and destroy businesses i mean it's insane and so basically he's you know put going to be put, putting money in uh to fight races i got to get your um also your take today on your response to the announcement that uh, Rana is officially Ghana.
1: Well, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. And may I just insert into this the the fact that CPAC happened over the weekend,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and, and and we're not we weren't even bringing it up. I mean, how how bad is that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Rana, I mean getting rid of Rana, I mean I wish it could have happened uh 6 months ago, a year ago or whatever because I mean we're going to be in March that the election is in November and whoever replaces Rana uh is going to have to hit the ground running and work 24/7. Now, I don't I mean the task would be so monumental to turn around the GOP. And I'm sure there's still going to be a bunch of her minions running around in there uh, trying to thwart the successor in every way possible and make sure Republicans lose. Rana's job was to make sure Republicans lost. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure that her replacement also is there to make Republicans lose. You know, these are infiltrations. These aren't, you know... We're not even talking about rhinos anymore. We're talking about people who go in and take positions in the opposing party with the intent to destroy them from within. And you look at a lot of northeastern states, that's how the Democrats vanquished the GOP in New England and the northeastern states that basically just took over the Republican party from within and then made it defunct. In fact, it still exists. It's still sort of on the ballot, that has no money and no candidates and whatever. So it gives the illusion of a two-party system, but there's really only one party.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right on as usual. Uh, my dude, uh, tell everybody how to follow you.
1: Yeah. So it is, uh, facebook.com slash red wave America.
0: All right. Thanks for being here. My dear friend. Appreciate it.
1: You bet. All
0: right, you guys, the devastating, despicable story out of Georgia Continues to get worse as we have more and more revelations as to the illegal alien who murdered a beautiful Georgia student. We're going to give you the latest when we come back. Don't go away.
1: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It's possible that you've been so busy. If you can turn that music down just a little bit, my dude. Thank you, Shigaru. It's possible that y'all were so busy over the weekend that you aren't familiar with the story or the name of uh, Lake and Riley, but she is a 22-year-old nursing student. From the state of Georgia, and she was kidnapped and murdered this weekend uh as she went out for a morning run uh, around the University of Georgia campus in Athens, Georgia when she didn't come back. her roommates reported her her missing and she her her body was found later as if that's not devastating enough for the family i mean i you know I hear of these families. Sesame, how hard it is for them to say goodbye to their kids. You know, you raise your kids, you put your, you know, your heart and soul into, and then you got to send them off to college, right? You got to send them away from you. And you've got to hope that you've taught them how to stay safe. You've got to hope that they're protecting themselves, that they're observing their surroundings, that they're not getting in the cars with strangers. You would think that a young woman in Athens, Georgia, of all places, Sesame Broccolini would be safe to go on a morning run. Instead, she was kidnapped. And murdered. And of course, now we know who has been charged with kidnapping and murdering her. And it's an illegal alien from Venezuela. And if that's not bad enough, this illegal alien from Venezuela, uh, Venezuela, twenty-six-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra, could have actually. Prevented. Well, of course, he, this murder could have been prevented simply by us having a secure border right. But then it gets even worse because he actually was in New York City, in which he was arrested. And um, I, he was arrested in New York City, I believe, for harm to a child. Uh, ICE officials confirmed he was arrested in August of twenty twenty three in New York City and charged with injuring a child under seventeen years old and I wanted to be careful in reading that because i don't have any details as to how he injured a child under the age of seventeen. Are they protecting the fact that he he sexually uh, molested or raped a child uh, an under seventeen year old Did he attempt to do this to another young girl in New York City and was put back out on the streets? He was also charged with a motor vehicle violation. And because of New York City sanctuary policy, he was freed before ICE agents could do a detainer request on him. They put him back out on the streets. Can you imagine being the parents of this child? So then he goes down to Georgia because get this, Sesame, his brother, Diego Ibarra, had created a fake green card to get a dishwashing job on campus. And that's how he ended up at the campus. And this Diego brother of his had also been arrested at one point uh, for drunk driving and driving without a license. He had also been arrested for shoplifting. And he wasn't prosecuted because he claimed to have epilepsy. (laughs) I mean, these two brothers have been allowed to come into this country and wage a crime spree across two states, one of which kidnapping and murdering a 22-year-old. I want to play a clip from uh, CNN and what they have to say and how they're characterizing the situation, Sesame.
1: So uh, Republicans obviously seizing on this horrific tragedy at the University of Georgia. Um, This girl, this nursing student, killed uh, by an undocumented Venezuelan uh, migrant, and they're seizing on this as an example of Biden's failure to protect the American people and to secure the border. Today, President Trump posted on his uh, social media site Truth Social quote When I am your president, we will immediately seal the border, stop the invasion, and on day one, we will begin the largest deportation operation of illegal criminals in American history. May God bless Lake and Riley and her family. That's the poor nursing student that was killed. Our prayers. Are with you? What's your reaction to that?
2: Well, first, obviously, it's a tragedy, and we should we should recognize that before the politics enter this. But let's not be naive. Politics enter these things very quickly, and Donald Trump knows how to take advantage of a situation like this and 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 exploit it.
0: Wow, talking about exploiting it. Politics is why this girl is dead because they created and orchestrated this invasion for power for politics. Knowing there were criminals, knowing there were rapists, knowing there were murderers, knowing there were drug traffickers, knowing there were sex traffickers and child rapists, bringing them into bringing uh, children in. In fact, I've got a clip on a play from Dr. Phil in a moment in which he talks about uh, the children being shipped here to known prostitution and sweatshops all. They don't care about the lives of anybody, whether they're the children being brought here or the American people here. They don't care. It's all about politics for them and shame on them for trying to accuse Trump of politics. She would be alive today. If Donald Trump had been her president, at least she would have had a better chance of it. Because even when Trump was president, the Republican Party fought securing the border. They did everything they could to try to stop Trump from keeping this nation safe. Anything you want to add, Sesame?
2: I mean, where there's there's just, look, it, it's just extremely frustrating, I suppose. There, the headline for, for leftists, is always, it's always, oh, well, Republicans are noticing, or Republicans are pouncing, or Republicans are seizing, and... It's just this complete deflection because they don't have a better argument because the truth is – people are less safe in Biden's America by far. Mm-hmm. Much less safe yeah. than they were under Trump. This administration is not taking national security seriously and failing to secure the border is failing to do your first job, arguably one of your first jobs as president of this country. It should, and I Actually, I will agree it should not be a left-right issue but Democrats have made things like deportation a dirty word. They've poisoned the well in terms of border security. They make it sound like anybody who wants to shut the border down is some evil xenophobe who just hates people from other countries or hates foreigners. No, no, no. This is about the fact that you can't have a country without borders. Open borders, get people killed. It's this is what it's leading to, because at this point we've got several people that have been stabbed or wounded or killed or kidnapped by illegal aliens that never should have been in this country. And we don't have a moral or legal obligation to keep them here. But we do have an obligation to protect our own people. We're playing with people's lives because this administration refuses to admit that you cannot have a country without borders. And that should not be a left right issue. But unfortunately, it is.
0: Well, yeah, because this is all orchestrated, and there's even more about this guy, Ibarra. Um, Kyle Serafin has posted on X, I'm hearing from some FBI sources that Jose Ibarra, accused of murdering Lake and Riley, was actually investigated by FBI in El Paso for, quote, assault on a federal officer, which is a felony, felony 18 U.S.C. 111 violation. He allegedly engaged in a physical assault against two officials from uh, DHS. I'm being told the case against Nabarro was closed administratively. In my experience, that would mean the U.S. attorney for the Western District of Texas declined the prosecution. An email declination to pursue the case is enough for closing on the FBI side. Every institution of the United States government is, is engaged in a war against the American people through this open border. And you know what? The Republican Party also has blood on their hands because they have done uh, uh, everything that they could to fight securing the border. No, they put together with Lankford and Schumer some Senate deal that would that would allow up to 5000 or more illegals a day coming into this country. Happy to write check after check after check after check to Ukraine. And let me tell you. If if you're not safe and your 22-year-old daughter isn't safe going on a morning jog in Athens, Georgia, nobody's safe in this country. This weekend, we saw reports. If you're in San Diego County, uh, upwards of 1,000 a day are going to be dumped off in El Cajon. You think because you live in Del Mar, you think because you live in Rancho, you're in that new, you know, happening in Encinitas, it's not going to affect you. We're a border town on top of it. They're just dumping them off in neighborhoods. We're all subject to being Lake and Riley. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the discussion of the border because Dr. Phil revealed something that the ladies of the view didn't want to hear today. And we're going to share that with you. when We come back.
1: Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, it's not I don't want to hear any more from anybody on the campaign trail about s- securing the border because we've got to have a deportation force. We have got to round up every illegal we can find that's in this country, and we've got to get them out of here. There's no vetting being done to bring them in. They're uh, they're uh, the idea that oh they're just coming here I th- and, and in fact I think um, there's somebody posted today something about doing the work that American people won't do you know that's a classic know, it's a classic excuse to bring them here there was a there was a local NBC out of San Diego. A report that was done over the weekend as there were more reports about migrants being dumped off in El Cajon and Bill Wells, Mayor Bill Wells was screaming about it. Local NBC7 did a report about the harrowing journey up through the Darien Gap by these people like like that's supposed to make me go, oh, yes. You know, bring in 12 million more of these people that are going to murder the, the Lake and Rileys. I don't care how harrowing it is. That doesn't that doesn't make it, all, oh, so because somebody can, is that it? It's like an endurance test. If you can make it through the the harrowing journey, through the Darien Gap, then, you know, you you earn your way in. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember the Indiana Jones movie, uh, my favorite one with Sean Connery. And it was like, there was all these tests when they finally get to this last um to get to the to the cup you know is that what it is and by the way there's a bridge being built to the Darien Gap right now to make it easier for them but part of the report that they did showed that a lot of these illegals are using their smartphones and documenting their journey like content creators and youtube is boosting their videos and they're making hundreds of dollars a month for their journey so they're being they're monetizing their migration to break and enter into our homes it's insane, and to make matters worse, while they're trying to to make it seem like these illegals coming here, just they're just good people coming here, and look what they're enduring to get here, to have a chance at the American dream. No, Dr. Phil dumped a cold bucket of water of truth on the alleged ladies, the, the slob kebabs, as my friend Allison from OAN calls them. Here's what Dr. Phil had to say to them about the border sesame.
1: I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the the head of the union.
0: I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution all and sweatshops. Or some children. Well, who knows? <laughs> Is it all of them, Sesame Broccolina or just a few? Because you know, it's okay if just a few of the children are brought here and put into slavery and child prostitution. It's just, you know, I mean, what what numbers are we talking here, Sesame? That's what that Hain had to say. Your thoughts?
2: That's disgusting. I mean that's disgusting. It's look and and honestly, I, I hope people. Dr. Phil just went on the Joe Rogan Experience a couple of weeks ago. He went down to the border as as we just heard. He has some. He has a lot more. That's just the tip of the iceberg. This is so much worse than the average American would like to think that it is. And you can tell they're dismissing it and they're downplaying it. I hope people go watch the clip online because you can see the ladies on The View visibly just getting uncomfortable as the reality sets in. And they realize this is a humanitarian crisis on both sides of the border. This is a man-made crisis on Biden's watch. We were told that he and Kamala Harris would, you know, transform all the systems and reform everything and make everything perfect. And for years they said the border is secure. Mayorkas yeah. said on the record the border yep. is secure. But it's so, unse- it's so insecure. Not, I mean this, this guy from Venezuela, um, Ibarra, I read a report today. Venezuela's crime rate is dropping just like it's sinking like a stone <laughs> because so many of their violent felons are coming here
0: they're ex- they're exporting their crime to us 100%
2: Meanwhile, everyone in El Salvador is just getting thrown in prison, um, all the criminals. It's, I, I, I just can't – I cannot believe it. Do you
0: remember it. when Trump came down the escalators and said they're not sending their best? <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you offer people handouts and say we'll pay for your housing, we'll give you prepaid cards, we'll, we'll subsidize your whole lifestyle. For, for them, yeah. it's like a vacation getaway. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, you, yeah, you've got well, people who, I mean, you've got busloads of guys coming from places like Egypt or Eritrea, single men aged 25 to 30. No, no families, no women and children, no people fleeing political persecution. This this is just a shakedown.
0: Well, totally. In fact, um, Western Journal is reporting uh, that an illegal immigrant is bragging about living off U.S. taxpayers, says he's allergic to work. I came to vacation. Well, yeah, you know, wouldn't it be, uh, you know, I mean, we're bringing criminal illegals into our country and setting them up to live large while American taxpayers can't afford food and groceries. And there's a meme going around that's actually a few years old uh, because here it is tax season that says, you know, where do I get to on this form here? Check off 22 million illegals as my dependents. They're mocking us. That's how that's how moronic and stupid this is. And yet we've got completely brain dead bents like the slob kebabs of The View justifying children being brought here and put into permanent prostitution and slavery sweatshops. They're happy about it. Despicable, disgusting clumps of cat litter those people are. Democrats are absolutely evil that they support this. It's just despicable to me. Oh, and by the way, this guy... The the one laughing is a Venezuelan national living in Ohio. And by the way, why do you think that they're dumping dumping them off in El Cajon, in Ohio, in Georgia? El Cajon is one of the most solidly Republican and conservative neighborhoods in San Diego County. And one of the things that, that Republicans have decided to do going back a couple of years is take our nation back and begin doing it at the local level. And Mayor Wells has been, of El Cajon, who's now running for Congress, has been a, one of the most fierce conservatives, elected officials in Southern California, if not in California. This is incredibly strategic. It's despicable of what they're doing. And if, and the Republican Party is aiding in it because they know, if we, this is why the D word is the most important word going forward when it comes to the border, deportations, deportations, deportations. You know what else I'm going to keep saying over and over and over? Rest in power, rest in power, rest in power. And I'm going to explain why next hour. We've got a whole nother hour of the Andrea Kay Show coming up. Also coming back, back, uh, coming with on the show next hour and related to rest in power is Jesse Jane Duff. We'll explain all of that to you when we come back to the way.